really glad that we are together today because we are starting a new series on spiritual gifts. And if you don't know what spiritual gifts are, that's okay. We're going to, today, the whole lesson is on what are they? And uh, we're, we're starting a series because the Bible has a lot to say on it. In fact, the Apostle Paul wrote a number of chapters in his, uh, in the book, in the letter that we call 1 Corinthians, where he unpacked all this. And uh, this is important because every so often, and it happened again just recently, <clears throat> I'll have somebody, they become a Christian, they get baptized, and then we have a conversation after that. They go, now what? Well, now you sit around, you know, what, you're about 25? Now you sit around for the next 65 years till you die of old age and you're 85 and then you go to heaven. Just go to church and read your Bible. That's all you do. And it's like, I don't tell them that, by the way, if you're wondering. That's, that's not the advice I give them. I was trying to be... <laughs> facetious. Anyway, but the idea here is that uh, I don't tell them that. I tell them, well, now we get to be a part of the mission that God gave us. And it's point one on your outline. Jesus gave his disciples a mission that was impossible for them to accomplish on their own. I read to the people who are talking about this. I say, well, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this. I'm with you always to the end of the age. And they go, well, I don't know how to make disciples of all nations. I'm not even sure where I'm supposed to go. And I remind them, well, here's the good news about that. You know how the Holy Spirit was chasing you and convicting you of your sin uh, in order that you come to Jesus? And you know how he's been changing you since you asked Christ in your life? Yeah, well, that same Holy Spirit is going to lead you where he wants you to go. He's going to give you the power to get the job done. He's even going to give you gifts so you can get the job done. And they go, oh, well, that sounds like a good deal. No, it's a great deal. If it sounds like a good deal to you today, would you say amen? amen? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about how the Holy Spirit equips us to do things that are impossible on our own. Because we have a mission here. We aren't just sitting around to die of old age. There's no problem with checking people into heaven, by the way. If you think that's the thing, well, there's a delay up there, and we all got to wait down here until they're ready. That's not the point. God has things for you and me to do. He's going to equip us and empower us, and you have to understand how spiritual gifts fit into all that. Today, we're going to start down that journey. Will you pray with me, please? Lord, I thank you that you have given us a mission here in this world. I thank you that you want to use ordinary people like all of us to be your witnesses. And God, I pray that today you'll speak and move me out of the way, and you'll show us what spiritual gifts are and how they fit into our lives and into the mission that you've given us. We pray these things in the wonderful name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, the disciples would have felt exactly like we feel when you hear about how are we going to go make disciples of the whole planet? Well, Jesus asked God the Father to send the Holy Spirit to help his disciples. I mean, Jesus asked for this. Here's what he told his disciples. I'll ask the Father to give you another helper to be with you always. He's the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor recognizes him. But you recognize him because he lives with you and will be in you. I'm not going to forsake you like orphans. I'll come back to you. I mean, Jesus told his disciples, hey, I'm not leaving you here alone. I'm not asking you to go make disciples of the whole planet and then saying good luck. I'm asking the Father to send the Holy Spirit to you. Now, this is just one of the passages in the Bible where God has revealed himself as one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And sometimes when we talk about the Holy Spirit, it feels uncomfortable or we feel, 
kind of shaky about all this because pretty much it's not that hard to picture God the Father. I mean, I can picture my own dad, and most of us can. It's not that hard to picture Jesus the Son because he's the one who died on the cross for our sins. When you talk about the Holy Spirit who's living in us, well, what does he look like? And then most unfortunately, in the King James Version, the Holy Spirit was called the Holy Ghost, and that's when things really get spooky, okay? I mean, I don't know about ghosts, okay? I don't like ghosts, and so don't be afraid of this. In fact, we need to rejoice. Here's what Jesus told his disciples. He said, don't leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John the Baptist, well, he baptized you with water, but in just a few days... You'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Can we read that phrase together? You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Could you read that with me, please? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I mean, this is what he told him. Wait for it. Then you'll be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. Jesus was, appeared to his disciples many times in various places over a 40-day period, and then he ascended up into heaven. Well, what you're about to see in the next passage here in Acts 2 is on Pentecost Sunday, which was 50 days after Passover, so roughly 50 days after Jesus rose from the dead. That's when the Holy Spirit fell. So there were about 10 days in there the disciples spent time praying and waiting. They were obedient to this. And when the Holy Spirit fell, it was amazing. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place, and suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roar of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began speaking in other languages, and the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. And at that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. I mean, this is a special feast that the Jews attended from all over the world 50 days after Passover. And the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, he gave them the special ability to communicate to all these people in all these different languages simultaneously. I mean, it was amazing. It was a miracle. In fact, if we go back one slide on that, um, on their, yeah, the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. What we're talking about is, well, what kind of abilities does he give us? Because that's what we're talking about with spiritual gifts. One of the ways the Holy Spirit helps us is by giving us spiritual gifts. And we're defining for the sake of this series, spiritual gifts as special abilities the Holy Spirit gives believers to build up the church. If we're here on a mission that God gives us, and he wants us to accomplish that mission, then he'll be with us, he'll give us the strength to get it done, and he will give us gifts so as we work together, we can get the job done. And we don't have to be afraid of that. In fact, you're in for a real treat that today we've got with us uh, some people that we support in missions, Brian and Catherine Jones. You're going to hear their story in a few minutes, how God has empowered them and gifted them to do ministry in a part of the world that 10, 15 years ago they didn't know anything about. And so the Holy Spirit is with us, and he's gifting us. Now, Paul wanted everybody in Corinth 
where 1 Corinthians, that letter was written to, he wanted them to know about this because we're not supposed to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. We're not. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 12, I don't want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were unbelievers, you were enticed and led astray to worship idols that couldn't even speak. I mean, this was true in Bible times. It's true today. A lot of us don't know anything about spiritual gifts. We don't know how the Holy Spirit works. We don't know how he gifts us. And the great news about all this is, is that we have God's word. And that's why at center point, the Bible is our guide in all matters of faith and practice, including spiritual gifts. We're going to go through what the Bible has to say about this. There are some people who don't believe that spiritual gifts even exist. There are other people who talk about them all the time and exclusively only talk about this. There's all kinds of strange teaching uh, available on the internet. There have been people who have famously used spiritual gifts for their own gain and uh, made a big show out of things. And so you may have all kinds of questions on this. The great news is the Bible's going to teach us. We're going to listen to what the Word says, and it's a wonderful and encouraging opportunity for us. It's why we want everybody to read the Bible. It's why we stress that so much here. All Scripture is inspired by God, and it's useful to teach us what's true and to make us realize what's wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong, and it teaches us to do what's right. So God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. I thank God for his word. And this week, this, in this series, we're going to look at the Bible just the same way we do every week. If you're grateful for the Bible, would you say amen? amen? Yeah, I don't have to figure it all out. You don't either. This is why we trust the Bible when it comes to forgiveness. It's why we trust the Bible when it comes to money. It's why we trust the scripture when it comes to our sexuality, when it comes to everything. And we live in a world where people are fast turning away from the Bible or they're denying the Holy Spirit's power in our lives. We're never going to do that. I mean, God changes us. He empowers us. He equips us. And oh, there's just so much wonderful hope in all this. And what's also great is the same Holy Spirit that inspired the writers of Scripture, in this case, Paul, when we look at his letter here, well, that same Holy Spirit is alive in us, and he's helping us understand what the Bible says. I mean, this is amazing, and it's true. Now, there are many different spiritual gifts and many different ways we can use spiritual gifts to serve God, okay? And so you're going to discover that as we go through this series, too, that sometimes people think, well, John, yeah, you're in full-time ministry. Of course, you have to have a spiritual gift to do what you do. Well, there's many different gifts and many ways to use them, and as we go through this, I mean, that's what's going to amaze you out of this. Paul said, there are many different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is a source of them all. There are many different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. And God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. And that's why it's important that we understand that every Christian has at least one spiritual gift so we can help each other. Every single Christian has at least one spiritual gift. Well, how do you know that, John? Because in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, Paul said a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. I have a spiritual gift. Could we say that together? I have a spiritual gift. Now turn to the person next to you tell them, you have a spiritual gift. Tell them, you have a spiritual gift. Boy, you didn't say that very convincingly. Not at all. I don't know if you do. I do, but I don't know about you. 
Come on. I mean, this is real. You have a spiritual gift. Paul said it. Okay, we got to read this because I don't think you sound convinced here. Let's read this first sentence together, please. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Each of us. You and me, we all have these gifts so we can work together to accomplish the mission that God gave us all together. He will give us gifts. To one person, spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. Same spirit gives great faith. To another, someone else, the one spirit gives a gift of healing. Gives one person the power to perform miracles, another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another person is given the ability to interpret what's being said. Now this is amazing. But if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. If God's going to go call us to do a mission we can't do, then he's going to have to give us the gifts to get it done. This is his will. Now look, as a father, Debbie and I, as parents, Debbie and I saved up money so our kids could go to college. That was important to us. Well, to help them go to college, after they graduated from high school, we got them a computer so they could use it in college. We knew how to give good gifts to our kids. We'd also gotten them cars when they learned to drive. We helped them get their first car, and now their, their cars weren't, I mean, they were used. They weren't great, you know, amazing vehicles or anything, but they were reliable. They were good, and we told them, you know, you get a scratch in it, adds character, right? Okay, that's the way it goes. But they had cars so they could get to college. We didn't want them to have to walk. They had computers so they could use this. We gave them the tools they needed to get it done. Now, they still had to go to class. They still had to study. They had to pick their major. They had to manage their time. They had to do all those things. But we wanted to help them. Well, if I know that much, our Heavenly Father doesn't know that much. Hey, why don't you go make disciples? Good luck. No, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to ask the Father to send the Holy Spirit to you. He'll be in you. And Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant about this. God gives us gifts. But it's important to note that spiritual gifts are given to us to benefit others, not ourselves. Not ourselves. Paul makes this clear. that We're supposed to help each other. Listen to Paul again in Romans 12. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God's given you the ability to prophesy, then speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If your teacher, teach well. If your gift is encourage others, well then be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God's given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. If you have a gift for showing kindness to others, then do it gladly. I mean, this is what's so important about this. When I get a spiritual gift... I'm not giving it to become a big shot. Neither are you. In fact, it's all about serving others, encouraging others, showing kindness to others, leading others, teaching others, giving to others. The Holy Spirit is a helper, and when he gives us gifts, he gives us gifts so we can help each other. That's the point of the gifts. And Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant about this. It's also important to note that the Holy Spirit knows what gifts we need better than we do. 
He knows what gifts we need and when to give them to us. It's the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Paul prayed this way when he prayed for the Thessalonians. He said, so we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. I mean, he'll give us gifts because he prompts us to do stuff. If somebody needs to be taught, he'll give us the ability to teach. If somebody needs encouragement, he'll give us the ability to encourage them. I want you to hear from uh, Brian and Catherine Jones. They are two people that we support in ministry. Um, and their ministry is in the country of Moldova. Now, Moldova, if you don't know where that is, it, is, it used to be one of the Soviet bloc countries there. It's in Eastern Europe next to Ukraine. It would probably be about south of Russia next to Ukraine, if that means anything to you. And so did I do an okay job of describing where Moldova is? Yes, you did, John. Thank you. Um, I would like to add that it's between Romania and Ukraine, and it is not the country from the Princess Diaries. It's not Genovia. Lots of people <laughs> ask us that. <laughs> yeah, and Julie Andrews is not the queen there. No, right, yeah, no. okay, okay. So that's good. So what are you guys doing in Moldova? What are you doing there? Um, well, we work with an organization called Into Freedom, and we do a lot of things. And what I'm going to say is kind of all-encompassing. We work with vulnerable and at-risk youth and children. So they might be vulnerable because they have been trafficked or they're at risk for human trafficking or they have a disability or they're from an orphanage or we just work with a, a lot of at-risk youth. Yeah, and so... What were you guys doing before you got into the whole missionary business? I mean, so, Brian, did you and Catherine grow up missionary kids your whole <laughs> life? You've been waiting for your whole life to go to Moldova? No, we, um, 10 years ago, we hadn't even considered such a thing, really. Um, and we were really comfortable where we were. Uh, I was working for about 13 years in quality assurance at a manufacturing company, and Catherine was a teacher here in Prattville. Yeah, I was a kindergarten teacher, a special education teacher at Prattville Kindergarten for about 11 years, and I loved my students, I loved my coworkers, I loved my school, PKS is the best. Um, <laughs> so uh, that made it really hard when we felt that call, because we really were loving our lives here and we were comfortable. Yeah, so 10 years ago, you could have been any one of us here. Right. Okay, so what happened? Well, <laughs> um, one day I was on the way to work, and I was listening to Faith Radio, and this guy talked about two things that I wasn't sure existed. One was human trafficking, and one was Moldova. And I w wasn't really sure if Moldova really existed, so I was like, I should probably double-check this. <laughs> um, and God just started burdening my heart and burdening it and burdening it for Moldova and for people who have, were at risk for human trafficking. So Yeah, and so... You guys, after she started talking about this, you guys decided to go on a summer mission trip? Yeah, our first uh, week-long summer mission trip was in 2011, and uh, we went there not quite knowing what to expect, but uh, had a really, had a great experience. Um, but during our individual prayer time there, God did something that we didn't expect. He really clearly called both of us to be there full-time serving. We didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Um, now, when you came home, though, it was interesting. We were talking through this the other day. You kind of felt that way, and you kind of felt that way, but you didn't talk about it right, no, right away, right? No. Okay, so what happened? 
Well, one day, I just didn't think Brian was going to feel this call as well because he's a make a plan, stick to the plan kind of guy. You work for a thousand years and then you retire, and that is the plan. <laughs> and so I just I didn't want to give it power. And when we talked about it, it was like, oh, this is real. Yeah, we, we kind of had to decide we need to be serious about this and take some steps. Yeah, so you put your home on the market and you got ready to go, and then bam, the door opened right away, right? No. <laughs> yeah. Then no. you had to wait for like two or three years yeah. for yeah. the right opportunity. But then share with everybody what was so cool was while you were waiting, God allowed you to meet some people from Moldova, right? right. Yeah, there were several girls uh, who we had met there who were studying at AUM. And over those couple of years we were waiting, we spent time with them almost every week, you know, tutoring them in their schoolwork and just spending time with them. And we didn't know it at the time, but that was really God giving us a chance to kind of prepare for what he was really calling us to. Right, to get comfortable working with teenagers, because I was an early childhood girl, and um, to be comfortable with the culture and the language and everything, so that was nice. Okay, so God called you, you got everything ready, you got to know these folks from Moldova, then in 2014, right, you guys went over there and jumped right in. No. Okay. <laughs> Okay, tell them about that. Uh, Brian, I'll let you tell that. Uh, yeah, we went not quite knowing what to expect, um, but we thought we were working with kids a lot and some with teenagers and things. And uh, the first five or six months, we felt a little bit lost there. We were doing some things, helping with some stuff, teaching English and learning Romanian and things. It, it felt like we were hanging out. Like yeah, <laughs> we weren't as busy as we wanted to be. It was a little odd. Yes, yeah, so you're praying, Lord, can you give us some more to do? And boy, did he answer that prayer. He did indeed. He did indeed. Um, we've been there about maybe nine months when there was a big transition in leadership. And we went from being helpers doing some things uh, to, to being house parents for a house full of 18 teenage girls and eventually took on some leadership roles in management of the organization. Yeah, right. and that involved like, like four dozen more kids, right? Right. right. We right. went from parenting no children to parenting 18 children to parenting 40 children. So. Yeah. In, in a different language, in a different culture. Yeah. Hello. Okay. So that wasn't what you thought when you first went. No. Okay. So today we're talking about the fact, I mean, you heard us, we read that, prayer of Paul to the Thessalonians, hey, I'm going to pray that God gives you the power to do everything that he calls you to do. He called you there. So how have you seen the Holy Spirit equip you? How have you seen him gift you? So let's, uh, ladies first. Okay. Well, um, so I like planning. I was an early childhood teacher, so I like to plan. I like to have all materials ahead of time, everything I need planned out, sitting close by me. Um, and when we Got to Moldova, God didn't give us any of the things that we really needed ahead of time. It was day by day he would give it to us. But one thing that he's given to me that I did not have here was supernatural faith. Like, I wanted to know everything ahead of time. And now I have such peace when I don't know. And when he calls us to do something, sometimes someone might ask of, of our resources of time or money or something like that. And we'll know that it's from God. And we'll say yes, knowing that our bank account might not agree with us, but that God <laughs> told us to do it. But we do it in faith. That's not faith from us. It's from him. And every single time when we say yes, the next day somebody will call us and say, hey, like you guys were really on my mind. And I, I just want you to know that I've made a donation for this amount. 
And it's almost always exactly the amount that we gave, just saying, God, this is yours. You want us to do it. So, like, you called us today, and we don't have the tools today, but we're going to do it. Yeah, and so you had faith before, but now that you were obedient to him, it's like he's supercharged you. Yes. How have you seen it in your life, Brian? Where do you sense that God, the Holy Spirit, has been gifting you? For me, it kind of started with this transition we talked about, where we took on a a lot of different responsibilities. Uh, We found ourselves as house parents for a house full of teenage girls, and we didn't know how to do that. Uh, So we were praying every day for wisdom and discernment for just how to take care of them and how how to do life with them. And we just kind of found every day in different situations, we would both get, you know, wisdom for this conversation or this decision or to solve this problem or whatever it was. And, um, and we still need that today. We still have to pray for that today because, you know, we don't have it all within us. It comes from God right. day by and day. It's been really neat to watch Brian because, like, I'll, sit, I'll witness him, like, giving fatherly advice to one of the girls. And I'm like... That is definitely supernatural because I know you didn't know that yesterday. <laughs> like, that is from God. It's true. I, I <laughs> yeah. I mean, because we all need wisdom, but God has given you an extra measure yes. of it here just when yes. you need it. And you guys have seen that, how the Holy Spirit equips you and gifts you so you can serve others. But then you've also experienced it where God has used others to bless you and he's gifted yeah. them. So, yeah, there's even a picture here. Tell us what's going on. Well, um, so center, right. (laughs) So center, those gifts, um, center point has been involved in helping us do Christmas for various organizations in Moldova for the last 10 years. And Carol Hall and Tracy have, Tracy Phillips have really been involved in that. And they've kind of headed that up. And two years ago, instead of just sending the gifts to Moldova, they came to Moldova to be a part of it. And that was exciting. But for us, it was the first time we got to go to the airport and wait for somebody to come through. I get the chills every time. Um, wait for somebody to come through the doors to see us. Like somebody from home to see us. And just seeing them walk through the doors was the biggest encouragement ever. Like we just felt this, this balm on our spirits. It was like water in the desert. It was so great. But it didn't just encourage us. Our girls, like this is Tracy making cookies with one of our girls. Tracy made cookies for an entire day with this girl. And... Tracy, um, the little girl, was like, Catherine, she spent the whole day with me making cookies. Like, I feel so loved. But Tracy and Carol would come in because they've done these gifts every year. They would come in and be like, oh, you're Nadia. Your favorite color is purple. Or Aliona, it's, you're, you love um, yellow and you study medicine. And they'd be like, they know so much about us. People across the world know us and love us. And our girls would feel so encouraged and so loved by just them coming and you know, doing Christmas with us. It was a huge experience for all of us. And you both felt encouraged. So encouraged. Remember, Paul said, some of you might have the gift of encouragement. We'll use it to encourage others. And if you don't know Carol and Tracy, they're encouraging. And Tracy is fluent in the language of sugar cookies. Okay, (laughs) she is fluent. Okay. And this girl experienced God's encouragement, and you did. Yes, yes. Faith. Wisdom, encouragement, Holy Spirit operating through all those things right now. That's why I don't want us to be afraid to step out in faith in what God calls us to do. I mean, if he's calling us to go somewhere, he's going to go with us. Jesus said so. I'll ask the Father. He'll send the Holy Spirit. He'll be in you. He'll always be with you. He'll give you power. And he brings gifts. 
so we can help each other. You're not sad you went to Moldova, even though it was completely different from what you thought, right? No, absolutely not. Why not? It's, um, it's a lot different than what we thought, but our expectations were one thing, but what God planned was something totally different. We just found that for us, if we just followed what he wanted us to do and took a step in faith, he just met us there, and he did way more than we could ever expected or ever wanted. So, Catherine, now when you come up to a challenge, it's almost kind of exciting, isn't it? Yes, yes. I'm like, oh, how's he going to show out today? <laughs> Don't be scared. <laughs> I mean, it can still be a little scary, but yeah, yeah, yeah but but it's going to be amazing. <laughs> this is what God wants for each of us, for you. God has given each of us a spiritual gift. And what's so fun is, as you go, as we go, he shows up and shows us what those are. Because he wants those girls to be loved in Moldova more than you do. Amen. Amen. They're his first. You guys go back in 10 days. Mm. I'm so glad you could be here. What a perfect way to start off this series. I want that for each one of us so much. I want us to pray expecting God to show up. I want us to pray expecting God will give us gifts that we don't have. Expecting God to do things that we can't figure out. Oh, I hope you do. In fact, we're going to pray about that right now. Heavenly Father, there's so much more to be said about spiritual gifts, and we've got weeks to come. We're going to unpack more. But gracious God, today has been a blessing to be with Brian and Catherine. We just ask that you would bless them as they go back to Moldova. Oh God, we pray that you will keep your hand upon them and you will continue to empower them and guide them and give them the gifts they need to accomplish the good things that you put on their heart to do. And God, I pray the same thing for each one of us. I pray that you will lead us where you want us to go and we would not limit you by what we think we can handle, by our feeble plans. That we won't be afraid to allow you, Holy Spirit, to come into our lives and do whatever you want to do. Oh, gracious God, we pray that you would unleash your power in our lives and we would let you. Oh, gracious God, we pray that you will guide us, strengthen us, and fill us with your spirit. We're just branches of the vine. Our whole life flows from you. And Father, we want our lives to be fruitful. We want every purpose that you have planned for us to be fulfilled. And we can't do that on our own. Forgive us, Lord, for the times that we have doubted you. Forgive us for the times when we haven't trusted you. Oh, great helper, Jesus said, Holy Spirit, you're the helper. Please help us. Father, give us the gifts we need to help each other. Thank you that Carol and Tracy were willing to go to Moldova and be encouraging. And Father, we just pray that wherever we can give encouragement, we'd give it and you'd enable us to do so. Wherever we need to give wisdom, we'd do it and you'd give us the wisdom we need to give. Oh, Holy Spirit, please expand our capacity. Work in us and through us in powerful ways. Lord, we believe that as we ask and as we yield to you, 
you will hear this prayer because this is the desire of your heart. Come, Holy Spirit, come. In the wonderful name of Jesus, the one who promised that the helper would come, we pray these things. Amen.